going on guys it is oh wait you guys don't know that i went through the whole name change and everything this is ss black Herat or black hole if you <laughs> followed us from back back in the day same person um we are back finally back for another episode of should i play that and joining me of course is my good friend rod what's going on man oh man ah it is so good to be here man it is so good um hearing that intro just uh gets me happy every time yeah like it's man i'm excited are you excited i'm extremely excited <laughs> i'm extremely excited to uh get some new recording equipment some new headphones um <laughs> i'm extremely excited for that but but i am excited for for discussing the the 2018 games i'm excited for discussing 2019 games and yep. m- most of all i'm just uh, i'm just happy to to be doing the show again with you man oh man this is uh and i feel like this is this is the year for us to like for this to take off so yes if uh if you guys haven't listened to us before uh we're a gaming co- uh gaming podcast and we typically just it's a, a broad streak of just industry news our impressions on stuff um, we'll review stuff and just right, we're just here to have a good time. So uh, depending on where you're listening to this, if it's on SoundCloud, YouTube, um, Facebook, I'm gonna try and post it in different places. Leave a comment, like, share it. Uh, just typically, just give us feedback. Let us know what you think. Uh, join in in discussion uh, in the comment section. Go ahead and list your, you know, because this episode we're going to talk about our top five games of 2018. Yeah, tell us um, how wrong or right we are. Exactly, and five like choosing five games. Honestly, it's uh, it's tough. Yeah, geez, it was really hard like picking a top five. But uh, we're going to get into that a little bit later. Uh, what we like doing at the beginning of the show is just doing a little recap. And letting you guys know what we've been playing. So, Rod, what you been playing, man? Man, so I've been playing. I've been playing a few things. Uh, I have been playing on my on my Switch. I've been playing Night in the Woods, the port for that game that came out. I want to say early last year or late last year. Um, it came out recently. Maybe it was early last year. And Night in the Woods is an adventure game where you control a college, a recent uh, college dropout, actually, named May. And it's extremely well done um she's the the everyone is an animal in this game i should preface it with that there are not people in this game these are like animals who anthropomorphic animals who are you know um living in this town small town and you're you're controlling may main character she has returned home from college something has happened uh at this point in the game i'm pretty early on i think i just entered part two maybe and um, and it's not super clear what has happened to have to make her leave college, but something serious has happened. Um, she doesn't treat it as such, though. She kind of just sort of like life sort of goes on. I've never really seen a video game tackle anything like this, like a like a kind of mature subject in this way, like something that a lot of people you know experience a lot, uh, something that. Um, it, it's handled with a lot of gravitas. Like, I mean, I'm surprised with a game with a talking cat and fox and all these other things. Um, it's it's 
so far it's very uh, the writing is fantastic like it feels like it it feels like they have nailed kind of that early 20s like uh dialogue and it feels very natural everything that you do and like no one is overly snippy but just snippy enough to be kind of like hipsterish like it's very <laughs> it's, does it does it feel really like natural like if it's like people actually talking to their friends and living life pretty much right yeah literally yeah and and for the first part of that game you are living your life because you've just come home you're reconnecting with your friends who haven't seen you in a while like you are like the person who has gone off uh to school in the first place and most other people in your small town um didn't or they 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 went in other routes in their life um and so you're reconnecting with a bunch of people and your and your parents and and things like that and it's just it seems like a really sweet game so far like i i feel like it i just from the vibes that i get it feels like one of those games that would be maybe cracking the list or um you know or just barely making it like it had i completed it up to this point uh, or or by this point but but I haven't, so I didn't want to put it on my list, but I do want to mention that I am playing through it, and I'll probably kind of continue mentioning it because I think it's it's really, really cool. It's not there's not really gameplay in the traditional sense of, you know, there are things to kill. Like you're literally you you're you're literally running around a town and talking to people and and kind of just like living a normal life and it's really relaxing there's something really soothing about the music and it's very um soft and it's not a sad game i know the premise of it i made it seem really sad it's not inherently a sad game it's really really interesting actually um and it's a pretty progressive game with with um with cool ideas that you don't really see in a lot of games so i definitely like it so far um yeah, so Night in the Woods, check that out if possible. I ha- also want to shout out something I recently finished, which was Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu. And I thought I was over Pokemon, Chris, um, kind <laughs> of. Like, I thought, like, I mean, Pokemon was cool. Pokemon is cool, but but I thought I was, like, kind of done with playing those games. Um, but... Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu really, really makes me want to play not only a, a Johto version of this, but it makes me want to see what else they have up their sleeve for the or Game Freak has up their sleeve for the next iteration of the Pokemon franchise, because this game is essentially a remake of Red and Blue, or I guess maybe Yellow technically and the 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 original games and they've fully recreated that world in 3d it's the the first like console uh i guess by technicality anyway for the switch like the first console pokemon and it feels like a huge jump in quality to me like it the the worlds are so they feel uh, like more alive um they feel bigger somehow like they feel you can ride on your pokemon like you can ride on the back of your Charizard or like or you can ride on a Snorlax like like it's so cool like all the little touches that they've put into this game and all the battles are sort of like Pokemon Stadium-esque where you have like the camera movements um that you had in those games and like everything looks like sort of 
real time. I mean, it is turn based, but like it just looks better. Um, and all the moves are animated and things like that. So it's not just like these sprites bouncing up and down and saying, oh, you tackled for this much. Like it's like you're seeing a little bit more um, when it comes to some of the moves. So I, I played that game it, it, for 35 hours in like two weeks. Um, and that is like a lot for me. So highly highly recommend pokemon let's go pikachu for sure chris you you have uh one of the let's go games right yeah yeah i play i picked up uh let's go eevee oh nice nice well we have to trade some then oh yeah definitely like um i mean i i primarily picked it because i felt that uh pikachu like you like you said it was it's a remake of pokemon yellow i played pokemon yellow before so i wanted to change it up do Eevee this time, but actually the the biggest reason why I picked Eevee was because I found out that uh, your your partner Pokemon, which is either the Pikachu or the Eevee, you could learn like exclusive moves just for Pikachu or Eevee. And when you play as Eevee, you get a move based on every evolution. So just having that like for like battle sense just made like perfect sense just to go with that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that that is that that seems to be a lot like a a big reason to go with that version and also I feel like it's also the EV version is it, I feel really good because you kind of get like you just said you you get a little bit more variety with that with excuse me with Pikachu you are stuck kind of with electric moves for the most part with maybe a couple different variations in between i know there's a flying move you can get but for the most part it's electric but with eevee yeah you have a little more maneuverability with um you know fire water electric whatever um so that's that's really cool but i really enjoyed it man like there's something about like like running across a trainer and having them say something like you know i'm gonna beat you and it's like um no you're actually not like i I, there's something i get really invested and involved with it's it's like hey little timmy your level five ratata cannot beat (laughs) my level 100 mewtwo like yeah that'll never happen you'll never beat my fire breathing dragon like (laughs) kid get real yeah yeah it's like in stopping team rocket is always satisfying although i do have to say there is one interesting thing and i mean i guess minor spoilers really but not not really i, I it's not really spoiling much of anything but if you don't want to know anything at all i guess tune out for 10 seconds but uh it's the the game's continuity is really confusing to me because it's like is it a remake of red and blue yellow or is it a sequel because blue exists in this universe um it's it's I, like a i would say like a spin-off slash um i'd say it's like a retelling but with like a twist because yeah it's um like red and blue they're in the game but everything that happened in red and blue uh it seems like it's happening alongside of what's happening in the game so like when you're trying to take down team rocket uh blue is in the building trying to take down team rocket as well so yeah like, i think, I think the, the both games are happening around the same time so in this game you're not playing as like red or blue you're actually playing as a new protagonist Wait, and are, are they taking place at the same time are you sure uh i mean that's that's the way i saw it because okay in, in red and blue like it's red and blue that takes down team rocket 
Right. And the reason why I thought it was a sequel is because when you first meet Blue, I think you're going to the Cerulean Gym. I think when you first run across him or you're leaving the Cerulean Gym and and he comes out and he's like, you see Blue and he's like, oh, you're starting your Pokemon journey. I just started. I started mine like like a long time. I was just like you a long time ago. Oh, shoot. You're right. I think uh, Yada, yada, yada. Like he. Like there are allusions to like you know he's done all this shit before, um, and so I'm not. Maybe maybe like the main quest happened, but like storyline wise with like the Team Rocket stuff, maybe that didn't happen during their run through. Okay, because I thought it was so weird that it was like okay, so the same couple had their house blown open in the same spot, and yeah. Team Rocket literally doing the same thing that they've already done. Like nobody knew about the game casino. Like really, like nobody knew about. Uh, who Giovanni was because you run around the city, the world, and like everybody's like, who's the Viridian City gym leader? Like, it, no one knows that it's him. Like, I mean, oh, yeah, they're not, yeah, then, yeah, it's not, they're not really clear about it. So, yeah, that's a, that's a good point. But I mean, it's, it's still cool seeing how, you know, all the characters are still there. Yeah. And, and they, what, something really cool too is that, like, it seems like it's a little more, in line with if you've seen the anime because you get like anime Brock, you get anime Misty, you get um, anime Team Rocket, like except Meowth can't talk, which is weird. So it's like they literally brought Jesse and James from the anime, but not the talking Meowth, which is strange to me. Um, but but yeah, so I don't know. It was really cool. Um, I really, really enjoyed that game. That's good. Um. What else have I been playing? Well, I guess I've been playing a few other things too, but let, I really mainly want to focus on what w- you and I have both been playing um, yeah. just a couple of days ago, which is Anthem. And Anthem mm-hmm. is the new loot shooter in the forever popular, seemingly, uh, loot shooter genre of video games. Listen, at least it's not a battle royale, all right? This is true. This is true. Um, it's Bioware's first foray into this genre and their first new IP in 10 years or something. Um, and uh, yeah, Anthem. Well, I've been talking for a while, Chris. What, what are you? Oh, man. Oh, man. Let's let me adjust my seat. Let me try and get comfortable real quick. Hold on. So Anthem. Mixed feelings, honestly. Um, I... I'm a huge fan of Destiny, and you're gonna, you're gonna get a, you're gonna, like talking about Anthem. You will always give like comparisons to Destiny because like that's the other really big game in that genre. Right. Um. So I've you know gone through Destiny one, gone through Destiny two, gone through all the expansions. Um. So like I'm I'm a, like a seasoned Destiny veteran. Like I know my stuff. You do. So going into this game and going into like knowing how this could can potentially be either really good or really bad. I've gone into this... Uh, I mean, they, they're calling it a demo, right? Yeah, that's what they're calling it. Yeah. yeah. So I've yeah. gone into this demo, like, expecting the worst, but, like, trying to, like, just take everything in. And I gotta say, like, I'm not disappointed, honestly. Like, I feel like I feel like I've built that up to, like, tear it down. But no, yeah. Anthem's actually, it's... The gameplay loop is actually really fun. Um, 
the weapons, I'd say the weapons could get, you know, they could work on that a little bit because I feel with certain enemies, like there's some enemies that have shields that if you don't take the shield down, like all the way, they will get all of their shield back while you're reloading, which I think it's sort of weird. Um, I haven't come across any guns that really, uh, like sort of like Destiny, like it's, it like it just feels good and satisfying using. Like it sort of sort of feels like I'm just using like just regular weapons, mm-hmm. and I really don't care about them. Which, to be fair, you know we the demo is like. I think you're level 10 going to level 15. So it's fairly early into the story. So I'm, what I'm hoping is that once, you know, the full game comes out and you get further along into the game, you get better weapons. Mm-hmm. But so far, like weapon wise, not really impressed. Um, but what I am impressed is the actual like suit or a javelin that you're using in the game. Yeah. That you know, I feel like that's that's sort of what saved it for me because honestly, it you, it feels like you're playing as Iron Man. It does, it does. Like that that to me was the key because I think when that game debuted, it was it was fascinating to see the transition between the player being on the ground doing the regular shooting thing and then the maneuverability options available to them, like being able to seamlessly fly in the air, not just fly, but like be able to stay, uh, hover in the air, uh, and, 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 and be able to maintain that distance and be able to barrel roll and do other, uh, you know, dodging options. Like it's, it's, it was impressive to see a lot of that stuff for sure. So, and, and that's what I like that, um, once I realized that, you know, using, like, your assault rifle, your shotgun is cool, but what really sets it apart is being able to use, like, your, your suit's abilities and uh, comboing it with other people. So that's where I sort of feel where, like, you that's where that power comes from. That's where you, you're excited that you're playing the game is when, like, I picked up the, I think the, the suit's name was the Colossus. Picked right. up the Colossus, yeah. and he's, bas- he's you're basically playing as, like, a Hulkbuster. Is a giant mech. Um, his the that javelin is a little different because instead of having a naturally regenerating shield, you have like your base health, which is pretty you know is a decent sized health pool. But to actually use your shield, you actually have to put up like a physical shield. Yeah, so yeah. It it you know the the javelins they feel they feel different compared to like the base javelin, which I think is called the ranger. And yeah. you played as the um, was it infiltrator and not infiltrator. What's it the, called? The uh, it might in interceptor. It's interceptor. interceptor. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The interceptor is really interesting because it's it's purely the the advantage there is purely movement based or speed based, I should say. So a lot of what you're able to do is if you think if you've played Destiny, if you liken it to the Blade Dancer class for the hunters in that game that's kind of similar to what it is um everyone has a super in the game and uh the super for the interceptor is literally the blade dancer thing and where you're like you have dual blades and you are twirling around and 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 you're invincible for this time you cannot be killed um or hurt even and you 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 can one shot most enemies just pulling the the r the right trigger or r two, and you can uh, you can rain some serious damage down on the enemies, and uh, you have uh, I think a triple jump and a 
double or triple dodge. I think that's what you have for for them. And you're just generally quicker. Like you do feel lighter, like more nimble on your feet, and that does help with de- dealing with certain enemies for sure. Yeah, and like and that's as opposed to the Colossus, which is huge mech. Uh, your running speed is is a lot slower, and you just typically feel heavier. So. Um, when you're uh, disengaging from flying, if I start my melee from like high up, once I hit the ground, like I'm doing like an AOE to do yeah. damage against people, which is pretty right. cool. But um, yeah, Anthem, like it's it's gonna be it's coming out in uh, end of February, so um, it's for me being like a fan of like the genre of you know the loot shooter, right. I I'm excited. But I'm tempering that excitement. Like, right. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to get too excited. I don't. My biggest fear is for the game to not really have an end game. Like, if there's nothing for you to really do once you finish the main campaign, then I, I just, I, I honestly just can't get through. I can't do that again. Yeah, you've been burned. Yeah. You've been burned. Um. For me, the things that I weren't too fond of was um, I wasn't too fond of the hub world. I think that what it is. So the the hub world in Anthem is literally in a it's a first person view. You are very slow. The, The movement is slow. You're out of your suit and you're supposed to be walking around this area. It's like kind of lush market uh place and like uh you, they've got a workshop and warehouse for like other people for javelins and things like that like it's it's like the i, I believe the last bastion for humanity um on the, on the planet and and so you know you're running into a lot of npcs there literally and you know you're having these conversations now in the beta they or demo whatever like the the context the conversations are always out of context um you you're dropped in the middle of the story so you don't really have those connections to those characters i wasn't super impressed with anything i heard or said or said uh heard or or um or read about um the characters the little story bits didn't really seem super compelling to me it all seems fairly boilerplate kind of fantasy-ish stuff so i wasn't super impressed with any of that but I was what I was impressed with was the um, some of the visuals and some of the details in the world, like flying through a waterfall, like we'll have the water kind of like um, it will have it kind of falling off of your suit in a really realistic way. And the way that the underwater sections are they're super linear, but the way that the lighting works there, it just really feels like you entered another zone kind of under the water which is really nice like that's it's really cool visually and the moment-to-moment gameplay is satisfying enough um chris i was telling you earlier while we were playing that as long as i feel like i take this game kind of how i took destiny 2 specifically where i'll get like 25 30 hours out of it and probably be fine um and maybe do the raid a couple times like i'll be fine with that like i think I don't think I'll get trapped on that hamster wheel because I'm not going to be expecting anything more than that. See, and like that's where that that's where my worries come from is because like the basis for a loot shooter is uh at least for me is like having having something to grind for and having something to work towards. Yeah. Um so 
Like for me, it's 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 the type of game that you can go back to. The type of game that you're basically playing every day. You know, mm-hmm. having daily missions, weekly missions, um, and right. just it just it, like you said, like just I, I guess it's like a hamster wheel, but like just that power creep of like getting to max level, getting the best gear, and I just I I haven't seen anything that sort of like made me excited or something that I could look forward to. Like they haven't really said too much about that. Yeah. And, yeah. And like they, and going on what you said about like the whole story with the characters and everything. Mm-hmm. Um I was talking to a coworker and they had they had no idea what the game was about. So I sort of tried to describe the game and they're like, wow, so what you're saying is this game is gonna it's gonna suck because it I don't feel excited whatsoever. And I was I, I agreed. I was like, yeah, I mean, maybe I just did a bad job explaining the game, but more or less is the gameplay that's going to pull people in. So, yeah. like, it's fun, like, just, you know, flying around the world, fighting the enemies, like, that, you know, that's fun. Taking down, like, a huge boss, uh, that was that felt rewarding, but I guess it's the, it's the long, it's the, you know, it's the end game, it's the long game. That's, yeah. that's what I need. I need to... I need to know that I could go to this game and get more content out of it. So, like, for you, you said it was about 25, 30 hours. Like, I want to say Destiny 1, like, I I pumped in, like, hundreds of hours in yeah. the game. And, and so did I. And at the in the end, it wasn't worth it. And I think that's what ultimately made that experience very difficult was that I invested. I felt like I invested so many hours in that game, like a dumb amount of hours and didn't get anything in return because I was on the hamster wheel expecting a different kind of result in a way like a different sort of satisfaction when it was like I just played like there's just no more content and there's there's no feasible way that they can dole out the content that I think I need to stay engaged for the length of time they want these games to run forever basically Um, but I think part of the problem is that they can't and I don't think the industry has realized that yet like in terms of developers like i just don't i think they're still trying to figure out how they can make it last forever instead of recognizing that i i just don't know i i just don't know how possible that is because there, there's just no way you can pump out that content at a rate quick enough to satiate your player base like on a consistent basis there's just no there's literally no way to do that um i mean you spend two three years working on a game and like Somebody will blast through it in in twenty four hours. Um, there's just no there's no way to really account for that. And I and I haven't played Destiny Two Forsaken yet, but apparently that does a really good job of balancing that act, like balancing the idea that people are going to want to come back to this every day, but also being satisfying for the folks who are going to just log in for those twenty five thirty hours um, and get and get what they need out of it and then move on to the next thing like that's that is if anthem follows that structure which i think right now it's just too early to tell we just don't know enough from the 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 demo um if it follows that i can see it carving a niche out for itself um i do wish it was a little more i do wish there was a little more flair to it it feels kind of generic in a way like None of the weapons really stand out that much. Like you get your, and I hate to seem like I'm just like, just just going in on this game right now because I really did like I enjoyed playing it. So I don't want to make it seem like I I didn't. Um, but um, the you know you get your assault rifle, you get a shotgun, you get a sniper. Like 
there aren't like super alien weapons really like destiny has a few of them like destiny i mean obviously has snipers and machine guns and things like that like they have analogs of those kinds of weapons but a lot of times like they're very alien they're very they're very they're really um, unique yeah like, they're yeah they, like it, it like each weapon not each weapon but like those specific weapons like it's is that like there's only that weapon in the game like it does yeah. a specific purpose and you use it for a specific reason exactly and, and this in this game and like i said i feel like it's too early hopefully down the road we'll get guns that have like extra abilities that will sort of push the gameplay a little bit more and like add that extra flair yeah and and that i'm really glad that you said that because um i i played a little bit today before we were, we were recording and and I got I, I was able to complete a hard mode run of the 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 dungeon that's available in the beta, the expedition, the stronghold is what it's called. And I got better I got a little bit like better loot for it. Um and it was easier to do because once you're leveled up you can actually do that content like fairly easily. Yeah, because um, I was gonna say when we tried it like the other night like we couldn't even like we couldn't even get past where we spawned. Yeah, no, we were way too under leveled, way okay. too under leveled. Um, it, we were under geared for sure, and that was ninety percent of what was happening there. That's something I realized like immediately um, upon starting the hard mode run today, was that we were just super under geared. But once you kind of max out in the beta, which is also by the way available next week, which is February one through three, um, for everybody, everybody will be able to play it. But, but um the some of the abilities are really really cool and this is something i think it actually does better than destiny is some of your components that you can get like for your for your suit uh, like function better in a team atmosphere exactly so like they have all sorts of buffs like you know you can provide a shield that gives you and your allies um you know cover for like a certain amount of time i mean not that destiny doesn't have an equivalent of that but like Maybe maybe that's a bad example, but there's there's no. I, I think I think what what it is is that with Destiny, um, especially with Destiny Two, they sort of they I guess they try to balance gunplay as opposed to ability play. So, um, in Destiny One, it sort of felt like you're like you're 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 using that your particular class or subclass for their abilities, and you're using your abilities a lot. Destiny Two, they sort of scale that back. And try to focus maybe a little bit more on the guns. Um, and this, I feel like, uh, just like what you're saying, uh, like the, your components that you have for your javelin, you can pretty much use that in tandem with other people to take down enemies, as opposed to just gunning down someone. Yeah, like the, I, I got one that w- today after the hard mode run, which was like, "Hey, you pop this ability and you heal your a- you and your allies uh, free of status effects." basically um which is great like that's awesome if you are in a dungeon with say you know a big spider that constantly webs you and your teammates like you don't have to deal with that anymore or acid if you got you know if if you guys keep running into problems with acid you could pop that and heal up like there are so many there are actually like some really unique abilities in in the game that that i found to be really cool and there were just a few moments when we were able to 
kind of coordinate with other people and like actually like during combat and that felt really cool like like the teamwork aspect of it i felt maybe a smidge more pronounced in this game than destiny but you know again it's really early yeah um and i i feel like if they can amplify that towards the end game Mm -hmm. i'll you know i'll be happy yeah yeah, definitely. So, yeah, that's pretty much Anthem. Um, and I think for now, that's about what I've been playing. That's the main main stuff. Yeah. Um, as for me, man, what what, I, what have I been playing besides Anthem? Um, I've, okay, so I've jumped back into Horizon Zero Dawn. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a great game. Fantastic game. If you haven't you know, played it, pick it up. It's really good. It's a great open world. The yeah. world really feels like lived in. Yeah, a lot of the and a lot of the number, NPCs. Um, he's my number two game of the year last year. Yeah, the, a lot of the NPCs like they they're like unique. Like you won't see like the same person you know across the map. Like everyone's different. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I'm surprised that I didn't finish this before. I think it was one of those instances where I played. I was playing it, and then something else like caught my attention, and I sort of you know dropped it for that new game, but. It's a uh, it's a it's a fun game. It is incredibly impressive. I talked a lot about it last year, um, so I'll spare you guys. But it, it it is incredible. Everything down from the how that game looks to how that game feels to play. It's the combat is so satisfying. I did everything in that in that open world, like just about everything. And, like it and it's so satisfying fun. doing everything in this game. Yeah, That's the it thing. is. It is. And what's and what I like is that. Um, just like the amount of options that you have to fight enemies, like I, the way the way I've been playing so far is I would use uh, weapons that will either do status effects where the you know the robot is or the enemy is like stunned or if they're on fire, I would do stuff like that to get them distracted and just run in and just whack them <laughs> with my spear, and mm-hmm. eventually like it came to certain enemies that that just won't work with, so I'd have to change how I played and it you know every every uh enemy has like a a weakness or like a um like a crit point and once you find it exploit it you know it's a done deal but it's just it's satisfying doing that mhm mhm yeah it's it's extremely satisfying um this some of the side content like the cauldrons are just so good man like it's so satisfying um everything that you do in that game like you said like that that i think that what you just said really hits on the main thrust of it which is satisfying that's just the how i would describe that game in general yeah, yeah. so um I'm realistically i feel like i'm still way too like early into the game and i think <laughs> what happened last year with me getting distracted with another game coming out i still don't believe this game is coming out though but Kingdom Hearts 3 is literally days from now. Literally and, two two days. Yeah, so once again, once Kingdom Hearts comes out, I'm going to drop everything. Like, you guys won't hear from me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think... Um, yeah, I think I'm I'm going to probably just go in on that for a while. So, yeah. Or at least a and, couple weeks. And I feel like I've done a really good job, like, avoiding spoilers. You know, the game has been out in the wild for a couple of weeks now mm-hmm. um, and of course uh, I think Japan got it a week before us 
Um, some people that got their review copies have been streaming, being really disrespectful. Like, no, we don't want to see that. Like, you play your game, you 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 know review it, but I don't want to. I don't want to be spoiled. Don't do that. Yeah. Um, because I mean, I feel like we've been waiting for this game for so long. Like, unless I know, I think some people they don't mind seeing stuff like that, but I'm the type. Nah, don't spoil it for me. Yeah, and no, and nowhere is safe either. Like, of course, they're taking down stuff off of YouTube, but apparently, if you go to Pornhub, you'll find full walkthroughs <laughs> of the game. So, yeah. yeah, be careful everywhere. Like in message boards, Pornhub, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. Like I'm seeing it everywhere now, and of course, it's gonna be even more once the game is out and open for everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm very much looking forward to it because I just want to see if how Nomura wraps this this whole thing up. I know that there's, this is just supposed to be the conclusion of the saga and not like the series as a whole, but I'm very curious like where this is all going to be um, leading up to, specifically because they there are characters on the cover of that game that they're on the cover of that game so they must have conclusions or they must be in the game to some meaningful degree um and i don't know i i can't say i'm looking forward to like the story but i am looking forward to i am forward i'm looking forward to watching how the story unfolds not necessarily because like i'm excited because kingdom hearts has great writing but just because kingdom hearts is so just insane like from a narrative perspective, like I listened to, I watched a thirty-minute summary of Kingdom Hearts, the series, and it's that series is legitimately crazy. Like, oh yeah, uh, like there are. I've played every single game in the franchise, it, with the exception of the mobile game, and and it. I don't even have words. I, it's hard for me to even articulate, like, because insane doesn't seem to be like the right. It doesn't seem to properly convey where that story goes with with where it goes. Like Dream Drop Distance, it's, if you have not played it, is completely crazy. Yeah, I feel like it's because there's there's like the main story of Kingdom Hearts where if you played, you know, one and two and that's it, like you have that, but then at the same time all of these spin-offs add to that story and become a like an even bigger story. So yeah. all of these spin-off games that you think like didn't really matter uh, count. You know the some of the like the like the movies like that everything counts. Yeah. So if you want the full story, you had to play every game, watch all of like the secret endings, and like fully and like embrace everything. So. And you know, I, I and I I do think it's interesting that it it's been so long. I thought I think this is the first console release, like console first uh, Kingdom Hearts game since two. If I'm correct about that which i think i am because Breath yeah. Sleep was psp yeah so they haven't made a console uh kingdom hearts since 2006 basically um and there's gonna be a lot of people jumping into the series for the first time I, I personally know a lot of people who will be and i also see it online all the time people saying like they're gonna jump in or asking like hey can i understand if i just play the first two or whatever um i and Square Enix has been, they say that you can jump in at the starting point. I mean, it's appearing on 
Xbox One, you know, and none of those games are on that console. Um, so, you know, I think that you will be able to, but yeah, there will definitely be things lost in translation for sure. Oh, yeah. Um, Which, but. I mean, I've, I've also read that they, I guess the beginning of the game, they, I, I, I guess they ex- try to explain some of the stuff, but if you really yeah. want to, like, understand and want to get all of, like, the small things they throw at you, mm-hmm. I, I guess either watch an hour-long video of, the, of everything being explained or, uh, like, on PS4, they have the, the, the collection of, like, one and two and then all the spinoffs. And I want to say you can even buy, like, the complete, like, everything, all of the games, including three, for, I want to say, I, I, I think I saw it for, like, 100 bucks. Mm, yeah, I think the story so far collection is that what you're yeah, referring to? Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. You can get it for forty bucks at GameStop or something, um, and or Amazon, and and you you would have to play all of those at this point. I mean, we're so close to the release that like if you just want to dive in, like I, I mean, like you said, they're they're gonna have like videos of in the very beginning or in like recaps i think with the day one patch that's releasing yeah uh, with, with the game yeah it'll be there but yeah i mean you could just jump in there's so many games to play i don't fault anyone for not wanting to play through like nine games or whatever like prior to this one and i've known people to do that like I, I've, I've talked to people that like they're streaming i'm playing you know one and two i'm like i i guess that's you know that's cool but Nah, I'm the type of person I got to just jump in fresh. Like, mm-hmm. I can't, I can't play because these games. Like, if you're trying to play all the way through, like not counting all of the extra stuff, like Kingdom Hearts one and two, like each game to like beat it to story completion is at least thirty hours. But if you get distracted, like everyone else, and you want to do some of the side stuff, you want to get extra gear, you're looking at like maybe fifty, sixty hours. Yeah, that's probably accurate. Yeah, yeah. I, I would say maybe if that that might be just like, yeah, the first two. Yeah, um, like if you want to play through all of the games, like it's gonna be a little more than that. For sure. I, I, I want to say each of the spinoff games are at least at at minimum to complete the story twenty hours. So. Um. Yeah, I think so because I think well, maybe I think Birth by Sleep you can maybe do like in fifteen hours with all three characters, th- fifteen to between fifteen to twenty. Um, because I know like I think it's somewhere between three to four, three three to five hours. I think for every character, um, if you really rush, like really really rush, but I mean you got to level up. You might get, you might get exactly. Stuck so that's, that's so. yeah, that's where I take into account like that extra five hours to make it about twenty. Yeah. Yeah, because like unless you're playing like on like I don't even think there is an easy mode in these games, are there? Um, I think there are for these final mix versions. There's like a casual mode or easy mode or something. Yeah, so like if you're doing that just to get the story, then yeah. you can sort of breeze through those games. But yeah, honestly, if you're jumping in fresh, there's a bunch of YouTubers out there that they've done actually really good videos on the story so far. So yeah, honestly, just catch that and then jump into the game and enjoy it. But we're we're gonna definitely talk about this game a lot more in the next coming weeks. Um, like I said, this is us coming back, and you know we caught up on what we've been playing, and the rest of this episode is gonna be dedicated to our like 2018 game of the year. So yeah. uh, we're gonna do it a little bit different from how we've done it in the past. Um, Rod, do you want to go ahead and explain how we're gonna like sort of do this section? Sure. So uh, we've we. 
we really haven't gotten to obviously this happens every year but um i think this one more so than most there are a lot of games that we just didn't get around to um there are a lot of games that we ended up missing for one reason or another and i know for me personally every year that we've done this we i've always tried to be as objective as possible and say this game was better than this because of this clearly like you know but you know obviously entertainment is is subjective uh what the the amount that i will enjoy something might be different than what you enjoy uh you know and and that's fine so i i think i took it upon you know i think we took it upon ourselves this year to really kind of make the list more so what made us feel good like what made us feel the best i know last year you know that game for me like super mario odyssey made me feel amazing so that that made my top list um but you know i it wasn't it's not something that i do every year but this year i think more than most it was definitely like you know i'm going to acknowledge some games that i missed clearly but but i definitely want to highlight games from last year that made me feel very good and yeah just all in all, just entertaining. Like that's yeah. the that's the biggest point is that this this is a it's an entertainment industry. Like it's it's cool to break down games and everything, but sort of going back to what you said, like this is this is our picks of like our games that just we felt brought the mo- most enjoyment. Yeah. So, um, you know, my number one could be different from your number one. Shoot, my number one could be your number five. Yeah. So this could go, you know, anyway. And how we're going to do it this year, uh, which we sort of did this last year, too, is we're going to start off with five and just honestly just give like a reason on why it's our number five. Um, yeah. If you, you know, play the game, you probably um understand where we're coming from if you haven't played the game um leave it in the comments say hey why should i pick i feel like we're going to talk about why you should pick up this game or why you know we enjoyed it that should be like a reason for you to at least check the game out but um at least for me what i'm going to say about these games is more or less why i enjoyed it so much honestly yeah so they're yeah. not going to be deep dives they're going to be more or less uh why this game is so special for us yeah definitely yeah. do you want to kick us off with Honorable mentions really quickly. Yeah. So and then yeah, and then just to wrap this up. So yeah, so we're gonna do honorable mentions first and then go, you know, my you know, number five, and then Rob will do his number five, and we'll just go back and forth like that. Mm-hmm. So starting off with our honorable mentions, just like Rod said, uh this there's a bunch of games that like we just I just couldn't catch. Like um either time, um, you know, maybe a game came out same time another game came out and just financially i just could only pick one game mm-hmm. so you know there's a couple games that i didn't get to play so those mentions spider-man like i really really want to play that game but i just haven't had the time to pick mm-hmm. it up mm-hmm. um and assassin's creed odyssey both of those games are mm-hmm. two games that i'm pretty sure i'd enjoy and really like but mm-hmm. just haven't got to it but these honorable mentions that I have right here are games that I did play, but just they, for for some reason or another, like they just I just couldn't justify putting it on my top five. Like they were like maybe you know six, seven, eight, you know, but I just I couldn't see myself putting it over what I picked for my top five. 
Uh, what that is, uh, these three games, it's Far Cry 5, mm. uh, Pokemon Let's Go, and Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Mm, um, nice. Yeah, so Far Cry 5, uh, I feel, did a really good job, like, wrapping the story aspect, wrapping up, like, the villain aspect of the game, and just overall, just fun gameplay. It was a fun game to play. Um, I didn't have a chance to play it co-op, but I heard mm-hmm. the co-op is, you know, you can play the game all the way through with someone else, mm-hmm. and that's really good. Um, so if you haven't picked up Far Cry 5, like, it's a really good open world. They have, you know, their first quote-unquote sequel, which is the Far Cry... Um, uh, New Dawn or New, New Dawn? Dawn? Yeah, something like that. And it takes place uh, 17 years after what happens in Far Cry 5. Not going to spoil that, but... Um, I think when you look up New Dawn, they'll sort of spoil that for you. But yeah. uh, definitely, yeah. play, definitely play 5. It's pretty good. And I'm pretty sure you should be able to find it for pretty cheap. Uh, Pokemon Let's Go. You know, I'm a huge Pokemon fan. I've played, you know, every mainline game. I want to say on my 3DS, I have like 11 Pokedex. Like, I, if, I, if, if you needed a Pokemon for me to breed, I'll, I have a Pokemon for me to, like, make, you know, give to you. Mm-hmm. So hundreds of hours I've you know pumped into this franchise just all together. Um, but the the thing about the game was that at least for me, being a you know I I want to say I, I'm like a competitive player or whatever. But I guess for more hardcore players, the game was just it, I don't even say a little bit. It was it was really easy, like to the point where it was like I was sort of brain dead playing it, where I was just just going straight through it, like, not really... Like, I was doing reckless things. It got to that point where it's like, oh, cool. I, you have a Blastoise, and I have a Fire Pokemon now. I don't care, because I'm pretty sure my Fire Pokemon's gonna beat you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, like, I was just... Yeah, just having fun with the game. Um, all in all, just like what you said earlier, um, it's a fun game. It's a nice, like, retelling of Pokemon Yellow. Yeah. Um, if you're just a casual fan of pokemon you should enjoy the game like it's it the game itself feels like a living breathing world so instead of uh walking into the grass and randomly coming into like battling a pokemon you actually see the pokemon in the overworld and when you run into them you don't battle them but you sort of catch them like if you've ever played pokemon go where you Mm -hmm. see a uh like a little cursor over them and you have to throw the pokeball at the pokemon and catch them that way so which i thought wasn't horrible um it was a it was a little weird using that mechanic to level up my pokemon because you get experience for doing that right um and they have different type of mechanics where like if you catch the same pokemon over and over again you'll get more experience you'll also uh increase the chances of you getting a shiny version of that pokemon so i knew i had a friend who um shout out to if you if you've listened to us like from the very beginning, but Barry, he was on the show before, uh, me and him were talking about the game, and he said that uh, by the point, by the time he was like at gym two or three, his Pokemon were level sixty because he was trying to get a shiny Growlithe. <laughs> <laughs> so at so at that point, he was able to just crush the rest of the game. Right. So um, yeah, stuff like that, you know, it was just a little broken, but. I am really excited to see what they do in 2019 with their, you know, mainline Pokemon game. Um, and then last up, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Uh, Smash Brothers is gonna be Smash Brothers. It's gonna be like the pinnacle of crossovers. Like, yeah. 
name a better crossover. <laughs> you can't. <laughs> you can't. So uh, I feel like they did a really good job of because um, it's it's not a deluxe edition like they've been doing with like the Wii U games coming over to the Switch. It really is like a um, like the next number. Well, I want to say next numbered game, but like it's it's a it's a new game. Um, they of course pulled a lot of things that wasn't a U, Wii U version, but you get a couple of new characters, um, get some new stages. A lot of characters got some reworks and got balanced. So uh, all in all, like Smash Brothers is fun. I'm still horrible at it, but I'm still having fun at it. I feel like that's me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's definitely it's definitely a game that like people could pick up and play. But once you start getting competitive and you start, you know, playing people that like that's they live and die by this game, like it, it gets pretty intense. And I'd rather like the game is still entertaining for me to just watch people like that play. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah, it, it is entertaining for sure. Yeah. But yeah, those are my honorable mentions. OK. All right. Though That is a solid list. Um, I actually share a few as well. Uh, Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu I talked about it earlier won't mention more here although I do want to add on to the Pokeball thing I can't believe I forgot to mention that earlier but um, that was something I didn't know about prior to me playing the actual game so when that happened um, I, I thought that it was like a specific event in the world or something like I didn't know it was permanent I literally had to go online and like find <laughs> out how to wild like battle wild Pokemon um, I I thought something i was doing something wrong um so that was definitely a thing so yeah great game though uh super smash brothers ultimate is also honorable mentions for me um everything that you said i echo that um entirely i think that this is the best smash brothers game ever um i think that everything smash brother this is a celebration this this game is a celebration of smash i mean the, the title ultimate is literally I think the perfect way to describe this game. It is everything about Smash Brothers that I personally love. I mean, I'm not a hardcore like Smash Bros guy. Like, I you know, it, it's a it's a party game to me, um, and I really like that. Like, I like playing with items. I'm that kind of guy. So, um, you know, come on, bro. No items. Final Destination box only. <laughs> what do you mean? Right. Yeah. Like I, I love, I, I mean, I do like playing seriously every now and then, but like, but for the most part, I love messing around with items and I love, I love the world of light mode. It is so much fun and it it is so, and again, it is the perfect love letter to Nintendo from Nintendo. Like it's so cool. And in even other companies too, not just Nintendo exclusives like Namco, Sega, uh, Konami, like there are so many companies represented in this game that it's just a cel- it becomes a celebration of gaming in general, um, classic gaming specifically, and I think that is so cool. Um, Soul Calibur Six is an honorable mention for me. I love this game. I think the gameplay of I mean, almost entirely off the gameplay alone. I haven't even I didn't delve too deeply into the um, the new Weapon Master stuff, but. Um, but that is very that is there and it is cool. What I've played of it so far is really neat. Um, and but mostly it's it's an honorable mention just to, just off the the strength of the gameplay alone. Um, I recently got to be for the guest character and she's incredible. Like the they integrate guest characters so well. Geralt is in it and doing really well. Like 
there there are there are so many interesting mechanics in that game, and I'm so glad to find like to what is to me the best Soul Calibur since two. Um, so that's definitely up there for me. Um, Dragon Ball Fighter Z is an honorable mention for me. Like that, who knew that they would make a good Dragon Ball game like in this vein? Uh, Budokai w- was okay like those games were fine they were cool but like i was never passionate about them i i thought that they were neat and i thought it was cool that it existed but it wasn't something that like i super loved this game is a game i super love um there it i've never i've never quite played a game that so accurately captures the aesthetic of whatever of the the property it's based off of while maintaining standard genre conventions like it being a three-on-three tag game usually might i don't want to say it's going to turn me off i like marvel but i'm not like i'm usually more of a street fighter kind of guy so those are the games i gravitate to more this game kind of changed that a little bit for me i was like okay this is a tag game i'm super into and i'm very into slapping people into mountains like and making them explode (laughs) i'm very much into that um and uh, another round of um, of honorable mentions. I just want to say off the top, uh, Hollow Knight is. I know that came out last year technically, but for me, this was it released this year on the Switch. So for me, it's like I, it is one of the coolest things I played this year. It's very Dark Souls esque, which if you've been listening for a while, you know I love the Souls games and from software. And this is a two D Souls Metroidvania hybrid and i am definitely down for this game like it is so cool there the atmosphere is bleak it's desolate uh which is perfect and the combat is super satisfying and snappy and i love it it's really neat everyone should be playing this game and uh, into the breach is another honorable mention it's a game that i feel like would actually make my list had i played more of it but i definitely want to make sure i shouted it out here um it is by the same guys who uh, subset games the developer i believe just a studio with two guys and uh, they created ftl um faster than light and that game is an amazing and I was in love with it, and they came out with this, and it was a long time coming. It was a turn-based strategy game where it's grid-based, actually, kind of like uh, similar to something like Fire Emblem, but um, you're controlling you know, mechs in the, the distant future and fighting against an alien invasion, and it's every single map is like a little mini puzzle and it's so much fun to figure out like the best way to to take out the aliens and save like your your cities that they're attacking on the maps like it's so much fun and so cool definitely want to make sure i shouted that out and that's it i feel like both of our um honorable mentions like they're all really solid games so yeah. like anything that we've listed if you're looking for something to you know pass the time pick up something new Definitely all of these games, check them out. Like, they're all really good games. 100%. All right, so time to pop off. Game of the year 2018, number five. Number five. All right, so number five for me is uh, a game that you actually listed in your honorable mention, <laughs> but it's uh, Dragon Ball Fighters. I knew it. And, I knew and it. I pr- and I pronounce it like Fighters. <laughs> Z at the end. It's, like, it's just like that. You don't have to say Z. It's Fighters. 
Oh, okay. All right. Cool. Wait, fighters or fighters? It's fighters. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> but it, man, I mean, you already said it, but the the game itself, like, I chose it to be, like, my top five because I've never seen a game that where, like, the artwork and aesthetic basically rivals the whole animation of where it came from. Like, if you put some of the scenes from the game next to the scenes from the show that it's based on, you honestly wouldn't be able to tell which is which. Right. So, hands down, like, if you're a fan of Dragon Ball or a fan of 3v3 fighting, I know what's funny about that is that me, I hate 3v3 fighting games. Like, I... I don't know what it is, but I just can't get into them. But because of my love of Dragon Ball, I was like, you know what? Let me give this game a try. And here's the funny part. I'm horrible at this game. I I suck at this game. But it's just so entertaining to not only play, but to watch. Yeah. That just like the the joy that I get from the game is just, it's, you know, it's top tier for me. It's really good. Yeah, it, uh, it's it's it really I, I really think that if you have not somehow not seen this game, you have to see it in action. Like if you if you're not a fan of Dragon Ball, it doesn't matter. Like it, it will pull you in regardless. It's it's so accessible to veterans and newcomers. I, I just love that this game exists. Exactly. Like the gameplay, it's uh, it's simple, but at the same time, it's it could get really deep. So once you you know, you get if you're a casual person, you could just jump in uh it has auto combos so you can sort of use that to play but if you want to you know take your take your game even further and get better you'll learn like the nuances of how to not do auto combos and like do actual combos and it's um it's enough where like you could go against someone that's like really good and i'm not gonna say you would beat them with auto combos but at least you won't get you know completely smashed yeah um but uh, the story for the game was serviceable. Um, like it takes place uh, like during Super, so you'll have some of the characters referenced from Super in the uh, in the game. And like it's like if you've ever like watched competitive gaming, uh, I want to say Dragon Ball Fighters had a bigger pool than Street Fighter this year. So, it did. It did. So a lot of people are you know behind this game. I'm hoping that I think they actually announced, uh, like I guess a season two for DLC mm-hmm. characters, and they announced uh, Videl. She's a she's a new character. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But all in all, solid game, really good game. Yeah. Oh, for sure, for sure. Okay, Dragon Ball Fighter Z, number your, your number five. That's nice, man. My number five is uh, Spider Man, Marvel's Spider Man. Excuse nice. me. Uh, Marvel's Spider-Man is, I think, one of the best superhero games that we have out there at the moment, if not the best. I think it is the most, I think out of everything on my list, it might be like the most, well, let me not say that. I'm going to say the most well done game, but like, let me say it, it, is, it is, the the production values on this thing are like, it is the most blockbuster popcorn ass movie on my list, I think, and th- and that's cool. I mean that in a positive way, not not as uh, to take it down. Like it is, it is like literally you're. It, it feels like you are going to the theater on a Saturday at two p.m. and like having a bunch of fun with your friends. Like it is 
so is explosive and loud and fun and it it really is just pure joy in that way swinging around the city as spider-man has really it just never looked this good i mean there there were so many times when i genuinely like leapt off a building and was just casually going to the next waypoint and and i felt like the like the this the way that i was swinging looked straight up like a shot out of like maybe the early Sam Raimi movies, um, which I love those scenes at the end when like Spidey's just swinging for like three minutes. Like I love it. And, and you can recreate those scenes so easily. Um, you can do literally everything that you've ever seen Spider-Man do <laughs> in, in these, uh, in the game. Like in, if you if you're a huge fan of the movies or the comic books, there really is something for you everywhere. Insomniac did such a fantastic job of, um, of really bringing together uh, all the elements that people love about Spider-Man and crafting their own universe. Like, that that was really difficult because this isn't, like, necessarily comic Spidey, but it's not movie Spidey either. Um, it's really their own version of the, the, this character, which I think is bold and really well done. The fact that they were able to juggle that successfully... Um, is really strong and the story is is really good it's one of the better spider-man stories that i think i've read um or or seen and you know and that includes the storylines and the comics and the movies like i mean it's a really wonderful tale that gets spider-man right um and peter parker above all else it gets peter parker right which i don't think any of the other spider-man games have ever done um so yeah, I mean, you, there are segments where you're playing as Peter Parker, not Spider-Man, and though they're super compelling. Um, I'm actually extremely interested in where the story goes here. So, yeah, and, and the, the combat is, I, I see a lot of people say it's Arkham-esque, but I don't think that's a bad thing, as I think Arkham has a really fun and um, rewarding system. Um, so it's it's super cool to see, you know, all that system in place here for spider-man and it, it it allows them to use certain things like the spidey sense in a gameplay context that makes a lot of sense so yeah i i love it i think it's a the perfect game to kick off my my top five list yeah i feel like definitely if i if i played it it'd be it probably would be on my top five as well yeah i've heard nothing but great things about the game so yeah that's good mm-hmm. all right so Number four. My number four is a uh, an indie game called Dead Cells. Oh yeah. Oh yes. So uh, I chose Dead Cells for like it just being like a quick and rewarding game. Like the gameplay gameplay loop is um, it's like a Metroidvania, but at the same time it's like Dark Souls where uh, like it's every level is randomly generated. And once you die, like you're able to use the, you know, quote unquote souls that you collected to make your character stronger so that when you start the game over again, you'll have, you could, you know, start for better weapons. You'll have, you know, new abilities or different abilities. So just like that constant loop is actually pretty cool. It's the type of game that you could sort of pick up and play for a little bit and, you know, just carry on with your day. Because um, I picked it up on the Switch, which I feel like goes hand in hand with like how like I like playing the game is it being like a pick up and play. 
Um, mm-hmm. I could pick it up, play for a little bit, and then just go on with my day, and then come back to it like a week or two later. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's all. That's one of those games that um, I didn't get a chance to play a lot of, so I didn't feel comfortable putting it on my list. But but that is a game I need to I need to play like a lot of. Um, that game is incredible for what I've I've seen and played. Like that game is insanely good. Yeah, and it's you know it's so like action oriented where mm-hmm. um, sort of like how it's the opposite of like of Dark Souls where at least for me like Dark Souls is like a more it's a sluggish not sluggish in a bad way but it's like a slower methodical game. This game is the opposite. It's really quick, really flashy. Um, if you're like not careful, like there's so much going on in the screen sometimes that you can sort of get lost with what's happening, but. It's I don't know it's it's like I feel like that gameplay loop and just how satisfying some of the weapons feel in that game like just it tops it off. Yeah. Oh, for sure, for sure. Yep. Yep. That's some that's my number four. All right. Well, my number four is uh, Life is Strange Two Episode One. Um, I had I, I wrestled with the idea of putting this on the list because it isn't necessarily a complete product in the sense that you're getting the entire narrative um at once but i i ended up putting it on my list because of two reasons um one of which was that i feel like that episode one is a complete product it does feel like there is a beginning middle and end um arc at at least in terms of of the, the 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 contained story that it's trying to tell in that episode so i felt comfortable with that and also the fact that what it does is so damn good that I just couldn't resist not putting it on my list. Um, if you know, if you know anything about me, you know I love Life is Strange. Um, the the original Life is Strange is was is one of my favorite games of the entire generation. Um, it's I felt that strongly about it. Uh, there were, it did a bunch of things that I felt were meaningful in the video game space. Um, when that game was released. So when they announced that Life is Strange 2 is coming and as it was going to be completely different, I was really for it. Um, I was a little worried just because it was going to be in such a different direction. It wasn't going to be about school. Um, it was going to be with characters who were even younger than b- before. Um, so I wasn't quite sure. I had faith in Don't Nod, but I just wasn't sure. And lo and behold... Episode one comes out and it blows my mind. Um, they are doing, they're pushing the boundaries in the series even further um, by bringing up a lot of different current topics um, that are, I'll say this word again, but very bold. Um, they are doing things within the adventure game space that I think is really interesting. In a, in a, in a world where we get either super small budget indies or triple a titles like that with hundred thousand dollar budgets like i feel like this is a really great um in between where you know it is on a smaller like the scope of the narrative is on a smaller scale but um but it has really really great production values this game looks way better than life is strange did um and i would say even be um before the storm uh if you've played the free prequel captain spirit it's a lot it looks very similar to that um so the they upgraded their engine uh, there are less 
glitches, at least in episode one. I actually recently played through episode two, um, and there were a little more problems there. But for episode one specifically, um, they they did a really fine job of polishing a bunch of um, bu- bunch of aspects of the system. The way that you can respond to people is 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 different. Um, sometimes there are timed responses, which wasn't entirely the case in the last game or the la- uh, Life is Strange one. And uh, the the story is even more compelling. And some of the choices that you're making is really good. I uh, the last thing I'll say about this game is that it was a really surreal moment having all of these being very nervous booting the game up and going like you know this is one of my favorite like this is a sequel to one of my favorite games of the of the generation i don't know how i'm gonna feel about this and the first like two minutes three minutes like there's like this soft guitar music popping in and like pictures of fall and um and i just remember going oh okay like don't they know what they're doing like this is like this is life is strange like i'm i am in that atmosphere they do such a great job of making the game so different but yet so familiar at the same time um so definitely want to give it its props here at number four all right and i think i yeah i haven't played um the life is strange 2 but mm-hmm. it's something that's like on my list i'm I, i'm unfortunately i'm the type of a person like when it comes to those type of games I sort of like Netflix. I have to binge and like yeah. get through all the episodes like back to back. I can't wait <laughs> six months for another episode to drop. Yeah, this is the first time that um, that I I did that because with the original Life is Strange, it was all out. So I I got that like I was able to binge through that in like a week. And then same thing with Before the Storm. I waited till those episodes were out and then I binged through that. Um, this is the first time that I decided to pick it up at the outset. I just, I just couldn't wait. I just need, I needed to know if it was going to be good. Um, and so far I haven't regretted it. We could talk about episode two, maybe next week, but, but, but so far so good. Okay. All right. So time for number three. So this is, this is where like the list really started to get hard and, it went back to what we were saying where like it just falls down to just the i guess the enjoyment of playing the game like what i got out of it yeah so this game is funny it was like my number 1 but then i started thinking about it number games so then it became my number 2 and then like <laughs> maybe a little bit before we started recording i was like you know what it's actually going to be my number 3 because number 3 like I'm just, I feel like I got more out of my number uh, number three, so that then became my number two. So my new number three game of the year 2018 is Red Dead Redemption Two. Oh, you're, okay. Well, I guess this is a good time to say that that is my number three as well. Oh shoot! So, <laughs> so we could talk about it together. Yeah. All right. So I mean, it's just so much. To, it's so much to say about the game, yeah. but to like narrow it down so that we're not gushing about it for forever. Um, and I chose it just to be on my list because it's an open world that feels lived in. Like you're the NPCs, they have mechanics where if you come across an NPC on the road, you help them out, you will run into them in town later on. And like, Hey, you're that guy that sucked venom out of my leg. Go ahead and pick up a gun. I'll cover it for you. Mm-hmm. So small little things like that, like I loved. I got sucked into the the story pretty mm-hmm. easily. Um, you, 
with Rockstar games, I don't know. It's it's you you have a story, and then of course you have the gameplay. I always felt like the gameplay sort of trumped the story. You really don't really care about the story, but this one is it's. I feel like there's a good middle ground for both the gameplay and the story. You actually care about Arthur Morgan. You care about uh, the gang that you're in. You care about like some of the minor characters. Like there there were times where I was on my way to like do a main mission. But then one of the side characters in the camp was like, hey, let's go fishing. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and go fishing. This seems pretty cool. (laughs) So just being able to, like, get out of, like, that, you know, gameplay loop of, like, doing mission after mission. Like, you don't have to do that. You can literally, like, spend hundreds of hours, like, just living in the world pretty much. Um. Mm trying to think uh yeah go go ahead and uh chime in since you're number three too yeah i I want to piggyback off of that and and say that i love arthur morgan like i i love him in a way that i wasn't expecting to when i got the game um i thought the way that rockstar kind of rolled everything out at first i was like oh man it's just like you know generic dude like you know, Western guy, you know, sort of gruff, like, uh, like kind of rolling my eyes, like, all right, of course they had to make this guy up because like, you know, and, and probably retcon him out of his existence because, you know, he's not in Red Dead 1. So, you know, what the hell? How wrong I was to, <laughs> to, to think such things. Um, the, he is one of the most well-realized characters in any video game I've ever played in my life. Um, and, and I don't think that's even hyperbole. Like I, I genuinely believe that like with my, the, with my soul of souls, like he is, he is, I think this, the game's single greatest achievement um, in a game that I think has many of those many achievements. Clearly it's at our number three. So, you know, we, we obviously think of, think that, but um, I, I definitely wanted to start by saying that I think Rockstar deserves Rockstar and the the actor's name. I I want to say his name is Roger Moore. I might be that's, that's close to it. I think it's is Roger. It's definitely Roger. Is Roger something? But okay, yeah. I apologize for for getting his name wrong, but he is phenomenal. He deserves just as much credit as Rockstar does for writing him. Um, because he brings that character to life in ways that I, I, I've never cried in a video game. Uh, I've never cried here, really. But uh, I, I did not cry during this game. But, but um, there were so many. There were several moments where I was like feeling emotional, like in a way that I typically don't when it comes to video games. Um, and, and 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 Arthur Morgan had a lot to do with that. Um, so that on a character and writing level, story story wise, this th- the story and the characters are the reason why I kept playing the game. Like yep. like that, it is the reason why I saw that game to its completion. Like full stop. Um, the game itself is good. I, I like the game itself. Um, I didn't have a problem with the story missions. I know a lot of people had problems with the variety in the story or lack thereof. Um, but I I found the shooting to be satisfying. Um, I've changed my controls a little bit, but I found it to be you know to feel good to sound good rockstar is very very talented at finding the small details in 
in the world, such as things like weapon sounds. So they're always good at that. So everything feels good to shoot. Um, cover yes. feels feels nice. I was gonna say it's definitely the type of game where if you have a really if you have like a nice you know sound system, if you have a really nice pair of headphones, like play this game with those. Yeah. Um, like just uh, the the sound of like just walking around the world yeah. um, using weapons, like you could really get sucked into this game yeah. just by on the sound alone. Yeah, using weapons, punching somebody sounds like you're actually like punching somebody like it actually sounds like you're you just hit someone with your fist um i mean it it is um and your character gets bloody and dirty if they get hit in the face they get bruised if they get um you know you roll around the mud and the swamp and if you get shot like you get like you see this the world is rife rife with um with just all kinds of dialogue uh dialogue options you can literally interact with every single person in that game i don't think people understand how how amazing and incredible of a of a feat that it, that really is um to be able to have your character organically react to certain things and um and i was gonna say and this is to the point where you can like you said interact with people but you can start a conversation by saying something nice, and then at the same conversation, say something mean, and it feels natural. Yes, yes. The dialogue branches off in a way that makes it so if you said some two things that are nice to someone, that third thing will play off the fact that you said two other things that were nice in the first place. And then that person that you're talking to can either fly off the cuff immediately or question you and be like what are you doing or be scared of you like the npcs do feel alive in the world it's insane yeah it's... yeah wait go ahead you no, know, no uh that, that that was pretty much what i wanted to, to highlight is just are the characters the story and the gameplay systems and just how the game looks like that game visually looks stunning stunning oh, yes. um just the way that you get into the elements from the snow, the way that you cr- you track footprints in the snow, to the way that rain falls down, and if it thunderstorms in the game, like, um, you know, it feels like you know, oh man, I really need to go seek some cover when it's raining. A bright sunny day, like on the plains, literally looks so romantic in that way of like the old west, like usually does. Um, there are just so many cool things that 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 that, that game does that I, I I think on a technical level, I think on a technical level it it, it is my game of the year. Um, if we're just talking like strictly stuff again, like you know how we explained earlier about like what is objectively the best. I think Red Dead is doing thing. There that game is doing things that haven't existed on the market really. Um, exactly, and I think that that is worth noting for sure and rockstar and i know there are things to say about the labor practices and and and, and all of that stuff um i don't can I, I don't think any of that stuff is good um however it is it is it is clear i what what they've done um what they were able to accomplish is is stunning i wish it wasn't at the the cost the high cost um, that it took, um, 
you know, so that is unfortunate. And I definitely want to, you know, asterisk that. Um, but, um, but yeah, I mean, what, what is in there is, is an incredible, incredible achievement for sure. Yeah. And I, I just want to say that, yeah, like our, like it being number three on our list, like, honestly, one through five, you should just take that all of these games are great. Right. Yeah. So don't don't think that it uh, it being number three, that number our number two and number one is just so much better. Because just like you said, I feel like technically, like on a technical standpoint and just all around that like Red Dead is just like it. It hits all the marks, honestly. Yeah. But yeah, Red Dead Redemption 2. Definitely pick that up if you haven't. Um, the online is meh, but we're not going to get into that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Play the game for the single player. Exactly. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> All right. So number two, like I said um, before, sort of like it based on my enjoyment and the amount of time that I pumped into the game. That's pretty much the reason why it jumped up to number two for me. Um, honestly, I really nah. Yeah, it's my number two. Yeah, it's my number two. But um, my number two, it's going to be Monster Hunter World. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. Yeah, completely left field. I actually had to, like, go back and look to see when this game actually came out. But it actually came out, like, around this time last year. So it was really early 2018. Um, if you were a Monster Hunter fan, uh, you'd definitely enjoy this game. And even if you've never played a Monster Hunter game... I feel like they really made this game accessible to new players so that you could just jump in and enjoy the game. Um, it's sort of like, I want to say like a, like a loot shooter, but it's like a, it's a loot driven game where uh, you'll go on a hunt to, you know, fight like a giant monster. And once you either capture the monster or defeat the monster, you'll take parts from that monster and, use that to either make new armor or new weapons. Mm -hmm. And for me, like that sort of like gave me a reason to like keep playing, keep hunting down these monsters is because like just as you're progressing through the game, you have access to new monsters. Those sets from those new monsters, of course, were stronger than what you started off the game with. So you just constantly have that loop of new monsters. Mm -hmm. You'll eventually unlock harder ratings so you'll unlock tempered versions of those monsters and get even better loot so i just feel like just all in all it had like a really rewarding end game and what's really great is that they released a bunch of updates to the game and they're all free like so you don't have to worry about season pass don't have to worry about buying anything extra once you buy monster hunter world like I want to say there's there's uh this all right so there's like microtransactions but it's it's all cosmetic yeah it's like extra emotes extra stickers stuff like that stuff that will not affect your gameplay whatsoever mm-hmm. um so they've had crossover events where you could get like a armor set to literally make you Street Fighter uh, Ryu from Street Fighter <laughs> and uh, they've uh, they have Street Fighter they had a um, Devil May Cry crossover event. Uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, like just from like everywhere. Um, I want to say they had like some more. It's just not coming to my head, but yeah, all of yeah, all of this content, all free. Um, of course, these uh, content drops were like timed exclusives, so or more or less like you could only do them in certain times, and then of course later down the road they might do like an event where some of those events come back. 
Mm-hmm. But I, I mean, I just all in all, I felt like it was just rewarding to play that game. Yeah, and I think the most striking aspect of of that game is is honestly the fact that so many of the quality of life changes were needed um, to make it more accessible for people, um, and from previous games, and and what it did was really, I mean, it really. It, well, it was a console Monster Hunter. You know, yeah. it was a, it was a it was a game designed from the ground up on console, and I think that was a big factor. Um, and the fact that it you know you didn't have to load in every section. Like if you play Monster Hunter World versus um, third generation or fourth generation, whichever one is on Switch, like that is more of the old style or ultimate generations. I think it's called. Um, that is more of the old style Monster Hunter. It's it's different. It's very different. Yeah, it's hard. Um, to, it's hard to go back to, honestly. It is. It's very hard. I think Monster Hunter World was a step in the right direction, and I think going forward they should just continue building off of that, um, for sure. And I, I appreciate the people who really liked the that that degree of difficulty, but I felt like too often in previous Monster Hunters, the uh, some of the obscurity of some of the systems sort of. It, it it prevented me from enjoying those games as much as I wanted to. Yeah. Um, and I guess people say the same thing about Dark Souls, except Dark Souls really does give you like everything and right there. But but yeah, I, I think World does, Monster Hunter World does a really great job of all of that. Um, I, I pretty much agree with a lot of your points there. Yeah, and it's just it's honestly just satisfying just taking out like a giant like these are huge monsters that you're fighting yeah. Yeah. and. Um, like just like combat wise, you'll have, you know, great swords, long swords, um, bows, arrows, like you have like a a different amount of weapons to take down these monsters and they all feel different. They all like have pros and cons and we haven't even gotten into like the whole like multiplayer aspect of the game because of course you can play this all solo, but you'll really get the, you know, like the most out of this game if you're playing with some friends. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, as always with with these games, I think that was true of the last game too, or the last games in this franchise. Um, but even so, like, um, yeah, I definitely agree. It's 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 so much fun um, to to go through it and uh, and have like a kind of a story mode. I mean, I guess it's up to debate if you really like it all that much. But it's cool that they like tried um, to to do that and uh, and make it an experience that you can share with your friends. Exactly, and like and. The story, I mean, it, it's not a game that you're playing f- like for the story uh, specifically, but it's right. more or less just the. Um, it, it gives you a reason to be taking down these monsters and everything, so it, it makes sense. Um, I mean, does it make sense though? It's, it's, uh, <laughs> it's how, however you want to take it, but I, all in all, I really enjoyed the game. Nice, nice, very nice, man. Okay, uh, uh that means my number two is uh god of war mm. that is my not my number two game um i am not the biggest god of war fan god of war is cool i like god of war um but i was not i'm not like a super fan or anything i casually enjoy the franchise i wasn't really looking forward to i was i was, I was really glad when three came out and they said it was like the end because i think at that point i had enough of kratos and his his quest for madness or or revenge like it was constant yelling yeah constant yelling i was just very much over it um and i was not looking forward to this game and didn't much pay attention to it as it was coming out um or yeah like the days leading up to it i think i'd start i started paying attention um when i started hearing like 
you know, the take on it. Um, and so, it, yeah, playing this game was a complete mind shift. Um, I am definitely firmly in the God of War fan camp now. Um, this game is not like the other games. I think it does a really great job of being a reboot for um, thematically for the series. Um, it's obviously a sequel um, narratively, but I think that the game literally and 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 metaphorically matured um, to a point that I think is super satisfying. And I think a lot of that credit has to go to Corey Barlog for um, for realizing that as he got older in his life and he his priorities shifted and you know he became a, a dad, a father, and he wanted to write about his experiences and that really does shine through in this game. I think it is it feels like the most to me, the second most personal game on my list. Um, and and I think it deserves credit for that. Um, the story is super compelling with a nice through line, like the whole way, um, the, the whole way from beginning to end, I felt propelled through the narrative to kind of figure out like, you know, um, not necessarily what was going on, but I just wanted to see this journey towards the end. The, the father and son stuff was was mostly really really strong for me so i i dug a lot of that the 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 visuals were spectacular especially for a god of war game um i don't remember the color palette being of much note in those games and here that's not the case at all when you're going through um freya's um garden like you are you're seeing all these wonderful colors and lush greens and and pinks and reds and yellow like it's just so cool especially like if you're on um uh if you're on a 4K TV I don't have one personally but I've seen it on a 4K TV and it looks spectacular um the combat is so satisfying I did a lot of the side content in the game like the Valkyrie stuff the extra content I did all of that and it was and it was never a slog. I loved it. It was the combat is super satisfying. I think the 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 hammer coming or the not the hammer, the axe coming back to you is one of the most satisfying mechanics like of of 2018 to me. Um just that that thunk, that sound, that button press when you like it it happens. It's just so good. It's it's it it just it it looks and feels cool. Um and yeah, I, I really, I really enjoyed playing, playing through this, this experience. Like it, you know, I, I, it was kind of a one and, and done for me, but it was like one of the most satisfying one and dones that like I had last year. And I, it, that's a lot of the reason why it, it made it all the way up to number two. It, it really connected with me uh, personally, and it was so satisfying to play. So yeah. All right. Nice. So, this is awkward because <laughs> uh, God of War is my number one <laughs> game nice. of the year. Nice, hey, that's a great number one. That's a great number one. Oh man, so yeah, so I you literally made it easy because everything you said <laughs> is exactly the reason why is my number one. Um, they you had to give them props from turning Kratos into like taking him from a bloodthirsty like just one-dimensional character to a character that you actually like he actually has meaning he has like 
uh, story arcs of like how he's interacting with different characters. Like he's he's an actual character. He's an actual person now. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, he's an actual dude. Yeah. yeah. So just seeing that huge like you know shift in his character, um, it it was. I mean, it was refreshing. Honestly, like going into the game. That's what I was expecting. I was expecting just nonstop violence, but yeah. it, I mean, if, well, it's nonstop violence, but <laughs> with the story this time, and yeah. um, like you were saying, like, it's a good enough story where it drives you to keep playing. Like, you want to know uh, where the adventure is going to go. And the mechanic with having his son there, like, I originally thought, oh, great. Another yeah. like NPC escort character, character, escort yeah. character is just gonna get in the way. No, like Atreus, like that's boy, that's my kid right there. Oh man, like he's uh, like in like, beginning of the game, it makes sense because he's you know he's he's a kid, he doesn't really know what he's doing, he's really fresh. But just over time throughout the game, him learning things, him maturing a little bit. Like, you see it. So, like, by the end of the game, like, there are certain enemies where I could be like, hey, boy, go ahead and get them. Let me just stand back and twirl my axe around. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Atreus, like, would, uh, would just run out and just do his thing. Yeah. It, he's not overly precocious either, which I found to be a relief because I, I you always run that risk with – uh, child characters in any media uh you uh, you know it's they they did a really good job of making him a a realistic um <clears throat> a realistic kid that is just not super annoying so exactly. i really i appreciated that yeah so yeah i mean everything that you said uh, about god of war like just i'm just echoing that like it's a it's a nice, and also like just the gameplay itself too. Also changed, like going coming from a more or less like pure like action beat 'em up game to a like they pulled the camera back, so it was like over the shoulder third person. Yeah, I thought that was going to be pretty weird, but they found a way to make everything work. Yeah, the idea that they had to make it so. It's all in one shot, one continuous take is a seemingly random choice, but it totally, totally works in, in the context of the game. Yeah. So, yeah, God of War is my number one, 2018. All right. All right. And that is not, not bad at all, sir. Not bad at all. So my number one game of the year um, is a game I got on a whim, uh, kind of, and... I didn't hear too much about it going into it, but I'm so glad that I ended up checking it out um, at the end of the day. And that game is uh, is Celeste. Uh, Celeste is a story about mental illness and being able to overcome that mental illness. Um, it is a game that wears that on its sleeve pretty pretty faithfully and as as someone who has uh you know had experiences with with uh with the subject matter uh, it's a very accurate depiction of what it's like to uh be around someone 
uh, in your life with mental illness um, and what it's like to be someone with mental illness. Uh, that is, it's a really, really powerful thing to be able to depict that faithfully in a video game, no less. Um, it's a 2D platformer, similar to something like Super Meat Boy. Um, but it is, in my opinion, uh, I think rivals Super Meat Boy. It's definitely the best platformer since then. Um, it, it feels so tight, so smooth. Every death that you have, and you will die a lot. There's a death counter, and you it will be high um they, they uh every uh, it resets you upon death very quickly which i always love and always appreciate that it doesn't make you load into you know the level every time you die um because he knows you'll be dying a lot and every mechanic builds upon itself so maybe like the first level might be like okay practice your jumping here okay the next section might be all right so those things that you were jumping on maybe now like the platforms are moving okay the next section might be all right now they're moving and now some are missing like you know it's it, it does that really interesting thing that i love that that Nintendo does with its Mario games, like the design philosophy is to introduce a concept and just continue to build that out um, over the, the course of, of time and test the player's skill continually like that. Um, that is one of my favorite uh, design philosophies, and that is what Celeste does in spades. Um, so I think the, the, the gameplay is fantastic. The soundtrack is like this really cool kind of um, sort of not hip hop really, but like kind of electronic hip hop sort of. Um, well, maybe not hip hop. Okay, well, it, it's it's very good. It's very electronic. <laughs> it's very. Um, it's got a nice beats to it. I, wow, I feel like such a neophyte right now. Like um, I can't believe I. It's this difficult to explain the soundtrack, but it is very catchy. It's very. Um, it's very hipster kind of like, but, but in a good way, I don't mean that in the, to disparage it, but like, it is really, um, quite good. And the visuals are kind of like 2d sprites, but and they're so expressive and they, everybody has like kind of character portraits when they're speaking. Um, and it's, it's really compelling. It's a super compelling, uh, play. Uh, and, and I implore anyone to check this game out. It made me, it was the first game, actually, of 2018 that I played, and um, and it stuck with me throughout the entire year. And I think for that reason alone, it's worthy at being number one um, be- because of that fact. Uh, whereas, like, I always have to like look at you know my list, and, you know, and compile things to you know to to be there. But with Celeste, I I just knew off the bat that that was a special game that I wanted to make sure that I highlighted. And then when I really thought about it and really went back to it, I was like, yeah, this probably probably is the best game I played. It made me feel. Um, it made me feel relieved that a game like this even exists um, for people to to play. It felt very personal. Um, God of War, I mentioned, was the second most personal game on my list. And this, to me, is easily the most personal game. Um, it just feels like the developers are really putting everything they have um, into what it's trying to say. And I thought that was really appreciated. So, yeah, that was it. That's pretty solid. Nice. Yeah. So yeah, like that's that's definitely a game that's like on my like back burner. Like that's mm-hmm. something that uh, like I've heard great things about that mm-hmm. you know I definitely want to check out. So 
and it's it's on multiple consoles too so it's yeah it's everywhere. everywhere i have it on i have it on switch and it's perfect for that nice yes i think that's what platform i, I think that was the platform i was gonna pick it up on yeah but that's that's you know that's that that's the uh 2018 game of the year list and all of these games like this is it's just a celebration of you know what we played this year and what just really stood out and what really meant something for us so yeah. uh, like i said before definitely check all these games out they're all great games and don't you, you know don't think that oh it's number five you know, it's not as good as our number two or number one. No, like all these games are great, and it's all yeah. this is all uh, subjective. It's all yeah. based. It's all you know based on how you read, like what you take from the game. Right. It just sort of like what I said earlier, how like my number two dropped down to my number three because I really sat down and thought about how I felt playing that game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, so, if you're still listening, guys. This is uh, one of our longer episodes because Game of the Year is always something that we sort of like to, you know, uh, delve into and talk about. Um, going, you know, here on out with the format, we'll typically do what we normally did with, the, you know, what you've been playing. We'll throw in uh, just some news. news and everything. And every now and then we'll talk about a topic. We'll bring up a topic and... Uh, we'll just discuss it and then also leave it open for you guys to talk about. So definitely in the comments, if you want to go ahead and list what your top five were, what your honorable mentions are, let's go ahead and talk about it. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's go ahead and you know start a discussion. Let's do that. Yeah, let's yeah. Uh, interact. Let's just get interactive. Um, we're always open for all that stuff. Before, like Chris said, you know, feedback is always welcome. Um, we want to talk about what you guys want to hear um, as well. So, yeah. Yeah, so anything you want to shout out before we uh, close it off this week? Uh, I definitely want to thank everybody, uh, people who have been listening for a while. Uh, thank you for continuing to tune in. Um, you know, I'm I'm super excited once again to be to be back doing this thing. Um, it's always a good time. Always love it. It's something I, I genuinely get excited about doing, and I'm looking forward to what the the year has in store. I mean, so far we've got Kingdom Hearts 3, we've got Resident Evil 2. Like, I mean, 2019 is already off to a crazy start. Yep, definitely. And uh, right before the show started, uh, like I said, they had like a Dragon Ball event, which I mean, just just in itself is a whole story in itself with it being like the quote-unquote last Dragon Ball tournament. Mm. But um, they also uh, unveiled a new Dragon Ball game that looks pretty interesting. But at the same time, I know how these anime games can get, so <laughs> I'm gonna wait until I see some more about it. Yeah, but um, I think uh, I guess my question to the audience is: with 2019 here, and we already have a couple of you know game of the year potential games that are either out or coming out. What are you guys looking forward to? Um, there's you know Kingdom Hearts three, Resident Evil two already dropped. Um, you have what else is uh? Off the top of your head, we've got uh, Anthem, of course. Um, oh, yeah, Anthem. We've got um, we've got Division Two releasing soon. Um, we've got uh, Sekiro. I think is going to be great. Uh, uh, Shadows Die Twice. I think that's what it's called. Um, so yeah, I, I think the first half of 2019 
it's gonna be really really good and potentially animal crossing maybe i was think i was thinking it was gonna be first half of the year although with the metroid prime news i have no idea um what is gonna happen with that so but yeah i I think i think it's gonna be fun times coming up yeah so uh once again in the comments go ahead and list what you're looking forward to and uh what you hope is coming you know what's funny what's that is that in february crackdown 3 is supposed to be coming out crackdown 3 days gone metro exodus uh mortal kombat devil may cry I, yeah, there's a lot like of these, things. Yeah, these next couple of months are gonna be wild. Yeah. I just don't. I, I still don't believe Crackdown Three is coming out. Oh <laughs> yeah, pretty, is that even is, a, is that even a game like a real game that's coming out? Oh man, hopefully it comes out. It's supposed to come out, you know, next month. So, um, but let us know what you think. Uh, thanks for tuning in, and yo guys, yo, oh man, haven't said this in a while. <laughs> uh, I'm getting emotional, but yo, stay beastly. Peace. All right. Yeah.